the countdown is on. We are officially in last minute Christmas shopping rush mode. Do you feel it? I've been in the middle of the hustle and the bustle and I just finished. I just finished my shopping and I have to tell you, it feels really just good to be done. But honestly, I'm not sure that any of my loved ones have shopped for me yet. And that's why I am so glad I sent everyone in my family a copy of my 2021 IBD Mom Holiday Gift Guide. I even put some stars beside my favorite must-haves. And you can make your loved one's holiday shopping easier too by sharing the guide with everyone you know is going to be shopping for you this year. This guide, it's really one of a kind because it's the only guide that's tailor-made just for you. It's made specifically for moms with Crohn's and colitis. And it's got what you need and what you deserve to feel pampered, to make sure that your IBD life is a little bit easier and to give you the best health and wellness products on the market this holiday season. I've got my fingers crossed that at least a few of the goodies that are on my list are coming my way that cushy tushy it had better be under the tree because I know I've hinted about it just about a million times. Your IBD mom holiday gift guide is filled with 44 incredible gift possibilities so all you have to do is grab the list and then share it with your family and then watch what happens on Christmas morn. To get your free and fabulous IBD Mom Holiday Gift Guide, go to karenhaley.com forward slash 2021. That's karenhaley.com forward slash 2021. K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y. And happy holidays, my friend. You're listening to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. my friend, Karen here, your cheeky host, and welcome to the episode. Today is December 23rd. Can you believe it? I know for some, this time of year, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Can't say that without singing it. But for others, the holidays can bring up old wounds, sadness, grief. I don't know about you, but doesn't it seem like everyone is grieving more than ever. And in our IBD world, I know that we're very familiar with grief. When you've been diagnosed with a chronic illness like Crohn's or colitis, it seems like there's always a place for feelings like grief, sadness, regret, longing, feelings of what could have been, and then even thoughts of why, why did my life turn out this way? 
No matter where you are on your IBD journey, whether you're in a flare or in remission, whether you've just been diagnosed or you're an IBD long hauler like me, some part of us is continually experiencing loss. And now in these last two years of COVID, we have this added grief. It's kind of like my, my 18-year-old son, who he just poetically told me, living in a time of COVID sucks. <laughs> he should have been a poet, right? It impacts where we go. It limits our boundaries. It causes unbelievable stress to vaccinate, to not vaccinate, how to protect ourselves, our kids, our loved ones. And for many of us, these last two years have brought death into our lives. I'm willing to guess that you either have a loved one who's passed on, or you know someone who has a loved one who's passed on. And possibly they could have died of COVID, or maybe they died during this time from something else and you couldn't be with them to say goodbye. But here we stand. We were still alive, we're still fighting for our health, for our kids, for a better future every day. Without our loved one who's passed, there's grief and sadness in those day-to-day moments, right? Of course it's there, it's in a certain smell or a favorite food of theirs or a picture or a memory and it just kind of hits you out of the blue. But then there's these bigger moments of grief, the ones we know are coming the ones that bring some kind of dread because they're surrounded by a loved one's death day or a birthday or a major holiday without them like christmas when it comes to the holidays grief can take on new meaning it can feel stronger more impactful and you might even feel pressure to do it right you know, in a way that honors the memory of your aunt or your brother, your sister, your mother, your cousin, your dad, your friend, maybe even it's your spouse or God forbid, it's your child. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know that grief is something that I've been experiencing this year. I'm going to try to say this without getting emotional, but I lost my mom this year. Not to COVID, but COVID truly impacted her death experience. With COVID restrictions, her death wishes, they just could not be fulfilled. She couldn't die at the hospice house that she had chosen because COVID had shut them down. And she couldn't have the in-person celebration of life that we meticulously planned together and everyone in our family they couldn't be they couldn't be by her side when they couldn't be by her side when she took her last breath and as christmas approaches i've been thinking a lot about how i want to honor my mom And if you're trudging through your own grief, you might be feeling this way too. You might be feeling this. You might be trying to find special ways to honor your loved one with grace and the thoughtfulness that they deserve. And I think 
I think my goal is to do this without bringing up so much pain that it just becomes counterproductive or it induces so much stress that I end up with a flare. (laughs) How does that sound to you? Does that sound like a good plan to you? Because like I said, we already knew grief. We already knew the feeling of grief before the passing of our loved one. Chronic illness grief, it's a real thing. It's a real and constant companion. And topping on a death of a loved one with so much grief mounting, we can easily become overwhelmed and just want to go inward and then stay there this time of year. So a few weeks ago, I set out to discover how could I best honor my mom's legacy and all that she means to me, to my father, to my kids, and our extended family at Christmas time. And what I found was a treasure trove of insights and ideas. And I started sharing what I found with my friends who had lost loved ones. And then I realized that if my small community is grieving and craving ideas to honor those who have passed on, you could possibly benefit from this information too. Out of all the books and articles and blogs and videos that I found on grieving during the holidays, seven brilliant honor your loved one ideas stuck with me. These are ideas that I just know they need to be part of my holiday celebration. And I hope these ideas will help you find some inspiration and reflection as you go through your own grief and gratitude this time of year. Before we dive in, though, with these simple but meaningful ideas, there's something that I want to share with you. I don't think that I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before, but and just talking about all of this, I'm sorry if the audio sounds off or if my voice just sounds off, the whole thing is just, I don't know, it's just making me really emotional. So I'm sorry if I just don't sound like me today, but just this whole conversation, it makes me just really emotional. But thinking about all of this, it makes me think about my short stint that I spent as a counselor at a hospice in Florida. I had the honor and privilege to be part of a really dynamic team of professional, I call them professional angels, you know, doctors, nurses, clergy, volunteer aides, who each had their own specific role in providing death with dignity. So as a um, a medical family therapist, that was my role, I helped the dying cross over with as much peace as possible. And then I supported their families during one of the most consequential times in their lives. And I worked with many families long after their loved ones were gone. And just, wow, it was just so profound, as you can imagine, right? It was life transforming. And I, I just cannot say enough about hospice. What an amazing organization. There's a few things I learned about grief while I was there. Ideas that they still stick with me to this day as I go through my own grief over my mom's death. And I hope that these thoughts, I hope that they give you some solace on your journey as well. So I wanted to share that with you before we 
dove into the ways to honor your loved one. Being at hospice, I learned that grief is even more complicated than we realize. We already knew it's complicated, but it's even more complicated than you think. Those death and dying, those Kubler-Ross, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross stages of grief, have you heard of those? They're really just a guidepost. Grief is very different for everyone, and not everyone goes through linear stages like denial, anger, bargaining, you know, all those stages that she talks about. Even within our families, that the families we were working with, I found it amazing how everyone, they would have different feelings and different needs. Some fought the death experience, they fought it tooth and nail, some avoided talking about it, even with every fiber of their being. They, they, they knew it was coming. They just they didn't want to talk about it. And some embraced death as just a part of life. Those were the ones who, as someone who still fears death, those were the ones who truly were astounding to me. And it was just so fascinating to be a part of that. When we're in our own private grief, we can question, we can judge and we can shake our fist even at the rest of our family or friends the way that they're grieving or we can just accept that everyone grieves in their own way you know when my mom passed oh my goodness the stories I could tell you of how different family members processed this whole thing and I I continually had to remind myself not to take anything personally not to judge And instead, to just exude compassion for everyone's grief journey, because it's all different. At hospice, I learned from working with families at all stages and all points of grief, that grief doesn't have an end point. It's something that will stay with you forever. But grief is also a living, breathing thing that evolves over time, and giving grief the space that it needs, embracing all of its facets. So that means sometimes moving towards it, you know, going right through the door that says grief on it. And sometimes saying, I'm not, I'm not going through the door. I'm not going to let you in today. And sometimes not being surprised by those gotcha grief moments. That's what I call them. Those gotcha grief moments. Those ones that just hit you out of the blue or wondering, why are why am I still in this? It's been a year. What's my problem? The only way to go through it is to know that it doesn't have an endpoint and that we should evolve with wherever it takes us. And lastly, at hospice, I learned that if we feel like our grief is swallowing us whole, it's time to get some help coping with it. Therapy is a godsend, my friend. If you don't feel that you're connecting with the therapist that you chose, I hear this so often from people. I tried therapy, but it didn't work for me. No, no, no. Try another one. No matter what you're seeking for therapy, what you're seeking therapy for, sorry, that sound, that makes more sense, processing the death of a loved one or maybe it's making sense of your Crohn's or colitis or trying to find ways to help it maybe it's marital therapy or I don't know any other life event although good therapy it is backed in science and it's evidence-based therapy is an art as well 
people don't think about that, but it is. It's an art as well. And just like people, therapists are all different. So if you're not comfortable, if you're going through hell, you need help, and you're not comfortable with the first therapist you meet, I urge you not to give up. You will find a therapist who meets your needs. With all of this in mind, I've got two grief themes that I think are really going to help you and me this holiday season. Number one, I already mentioned this earlier, and this is my favorite. My favorite seven ways to honor your loved one at Christmas. I found some really good ones. I think you're going to really enjoy that part. And then number two, it's my compilation of holiday survival strategies to help you with your grief. No matter where you're at in your grief process, these kinds of strategies can help you. The Grief Survival Guide, it's all about quick and yet I would say poignant and insightful tips that I just found in my research. So I compiled the best of the best coping tactics. I put them together in one place to just help us get through the holiday grief with our sanity and our health intact. And these tips, like I said, they're just quick hits. Mostly they're just one sentences, but they're really power-packed gems to make you go, huh, you know? But since there's several of these ideas in the survival guide, there's actually 23 of them. In fact, I decided to add that list to the show notes instead of putting it in an episode. It would just make it too long for you, especially a couple days before Christmas. So those are in the show notes. And if you're in grief and you're looking for some of the best ways to cope this holiday season, definitely check out my survival strategies compilation. It's in the show notes at karenhaley.com forward slash 67. That's karenhaley.com forward slash 67. K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y. All right. It's there for you to peruse and pick those quick hits that just kind of spark an aha moment for you because several, several of them definitely hit home for me. I think, have you noticed, I'm getting a little bit more steady. Woo, I, I think I was just... I don't know. The the idea of talking about grief, it, it got me kind of keyed up and I couldn't, <laughs> wasn't really breathing in a normal way. So I, I don't know. We've gotten into the episode. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm definitely feeling better. So thanks for kind of sticking with me, with me and supporting me through this. Okay. For the rest of the episode, let's focus on the other part of grieving during the holidays, not the survival part that I'm putting in the show notes, but the seven ways that we can honor our loved ones as we celebrate Christmas and beyond. Okay, so here's my seven, the ones that I came up with or I found in my research. And I am definitely, I have to tell you, I love these ideas. No bones about it. I love these ideas. I'm definitely doing several of them on Christmas Day. So if you do them too, know that we'll be doing them at the same time. Okay, let's talk about number one. Number one is to create a memory jar. On Christmas, as your family and your friends gather, have each person contribute one memory to the jar. And of course, this can be done with those who are with you on the holiday. But remember, you can also ask your out-of-town family members or ones who can't be with you because of COVID. You can ask them to email or text a memory your way. And then you can place all the memories in the jar. And then you can have a special moment during the day and you can read them together. You can even have friends or family zoom in to hear the reading so you can all do it together. 
Now, after the holidays, as memories of your loved one, as they come to your mind, I want you to continue to add them to the jar. So you're going to keep this jar going after Christmas, which is what I love about this idea. And whenever you're feeling sad or you're missing your loved one, or maybe it's a special day like their birthday, I want you to just take that jar out and read a few memories. They might make you laugh. They might make you cry. They might make you smile. But one thing is for sure, it will definitely help you feel close to your loved one when you need it most. Idea number two, way to honor your loved one number two. And that's something that I'm calling stocking notes. This idea came to me as I was putting up the Christmas stockings this year. My mom, she always spent Christmas with our family. So her stocking was always right up there beside ours. And I found it so strange to me that as I was putting up the stockings this year, I wasn't putting hers up. I immediately had a thought, why, why not? Why not put her stocking up anyway? Why do I have to not put her stocking up? And so I asked my dad because I wanted to run it by him. I asked him first, did he mind if we still included her stocking? Since she wouldn't be getting presents, right? But maybe we could all add a note to the stocking instead. It could be a note of gratitude. It could be a prayer for her, a, a memory, a poem, whatever the family member wants to include. Anything goes in this idea. So then when we all sit around and we are seeing what's in our stockings on Christmas morning, we'll open hers and we'll read the notes that everyone wrote. We'll read them aloud. I love that. I just can't wait to do that on Christmas morning. Idea number three to honor your loved one. Light a candle that reminds you of them. Of course, you can do this any time of year, but having a special candle lit during your holiday celebration, it can be a way to include them in the festivities of the day. Pick a candle with a scent that just reminds you of them. I was recently at a holiday craft fair and I found a candle with a scent called My Cup of Tea. The scent was called My Cup of Tea. If you know me at all, you already know why that was so important to me. I knew immediately that this was the candle. Not only am I an avid teapot collector and a lover of all teas, but it was my mom who got me into collecting teapots in the first place. We loved sipping tea together and we did it long after she wasn't even able to eat solid food. We did this long after her illness, very close to even the day she died. We were sipping tea together, sharing stories and dreams, and it was a beautiful time that we shared. So I knew when I found the candle, my cup of tea, I knew that it was the one for me. I just cannot wait to light this candle on Christmas Day and in fact, I have to kind of tell you, I didn't wait. Actually, I broke it out in honor of this episode for, I don't know, just a little pre-smell. So it's burning right next to me as I record this. It smells like heaven, by the way. It could have smelled like anything. I would have picked this candle just because of the name, but it actually smells like heaven. I'm loving it. Okay, idea number four. Make a donation in their honor. Was there a charity that your loved one was fond of? Maybe because they believed in it with their whole heart, they always gave to a certain organization. Why not give your time or give a donation to the loved to the charity in your loved one's name just to, you know, help keep their memory alive? My mom, she always gave to the St. Jude's Children's Hospital 
at this time of year. She always gave. And so my youngest son, he recently, he remembered and he reminded me and he said, I want to contribute. Oh, right. Doesn't that melt your heart? He just wanted to do something in her memory. So he said, we should do that. And so I thought that was a great idea. And I know that it's something that we will continue, right? We'll continue it every year at this time. And we'll just remember how important that organization was to her. Maybe there's an organization like that that you could honor for your loved one as well. Idea number five to honor your loved one during this time of year. Buy a gift that you would have bought for your loved one and donate it to a local charity. If this is your, especially your first holiday, that your loved one is gone, it might seem really strange not getting them a present. If there's something that you maybe already had in mind for them or you're thinking about they would have loved, why not buy it and then donate it to a local organization who could use the item? Women's shelters for domestic violence victims. That was always my mom's go-to for donations. But there's also food banks, veterans organizations, Toys for Tots. I mean, you know, there's so many charities that you can donate to. These wonderful causes, they're always looking for donations, aren't they? This time of year. So I know giving to them, just it just always feels good when you do that. But this is just giving with an extra special meaning attached to it. Let's talk about idea number six to honor your loved one this time of year. It has to do with mealtime because mealtime, it's just a really important time during the holidays. It's a time when we gather together, not just to enjoy the meal, but to enjoy each other's company and companionship. There's so, I don't know about your table, but I would guess it's the same as my table. There's stories at the table. There's laughter. And at my family's house, sometimes there's even a little bickering. But it's tradition. And I bet that there are foods that make you think about your loved one. Foods that they were just always their favorites. And when it comes to my mom, it's got to be anything Italian. Because we always included, no matter what we had, a ham, a roast, it doesn't matter. You have to have Italians. You have to have, you know what I'm talking about. You have to have that side dish of something Italian. And for us, it was always lasagna on Christmas Day. So I thought that we would go ahead and make the lasagna anyway this year. We'll make it, and it won't be nearly as good as hers was. Hers wasn't nearly as good as my grandmother's was. I don't know, something as the generations go on. It's not as good, so mine's okay, but it's the thought that counts. And so I'll be making that in honor of her this Christmas. And for all of my grain-free eaters out there, just know that, yes, I will be making the traditional lasagna for my family, but then I make my own with spaghetti squash for me. So both will make me think of her. So what's something that your loved one really enjoyed what was their favorite food if you could include one or two dishes that will just make you think of them make you smile in the memory of eating it with them go for it this holiday season we made it to number seven that is sticking with this whole mealtime thing because i love food and why not honor them through food many grief experts talk about leaving an empty spot at the dinner table for your loved one have you heard about doing this? You set a place, but no one sits there. And I I feel like this is so 
reverent. It's such, it's such a way to honor, right? It's such a special way to honor your loved one. It's a reminder for everyone at the dinner table that no matter how long it's been since that person passed on, no one in the family will ever forget the impact that they had on each of you. All right, so that's my seven, and that's your seven ideas to honor your loved one this holiday season. What do you think? Did you get anything? Did they call to you, any of them? Anything kind of saying to you, that's the one that I have to do? I hope so. I hope that at least they just sparked some thoughts on how you can honor your grief and your loved one this holiday season. Although I am doing most of these ideas this year, for me, I do have to say that it's really, it's all about number two, hanging that stocking for my mom. Because that's when I just, it just popped into my head. And the whole idea about her not having her stocking up was really making me sad. So I, I that's my favorite one. I just felt, I think the word that would come to my mind is just despondent about not having her stocking up. And then thinking about how could we honor her actually by Putting her stocking up, while I was doing it, it actually caused tears. I was in my heart and it just filled with joy. I just can't wait. I cannot wait to read what everyone's notes say on Christmas morning. What else can I say about grief except that if you've lost a loved one recently, I am so sorry for your loss. My heart, it truly goes out to you. And I know that there's nothing that I can say. Because I know in my own way, I know that there's nothing anyone could say. So there, I know there's nothing I could say to make your grief disappear. And, and I don't want to do that, right? Because that would rob you of that feeling. But I hope that the ideas that we discussed today, plus the compilation of holiday survival strategies, that, that's waiting for you in the show notes, remember? That's at KarenHaley.com forward slash 67 karenhaley.com forward slash 67 karen with a y i hope that that will help you just feel a little bit of peace this holiday season that's what i want for you oh boy that's a lot to take in this was a brief but heavy episode (laughs) i know it was so let's just go ahead and end on a happier note I want you to know that this is your last call for my 2021 IBD Mom Holiday Gift Guide. We are to the wire, my friend. If you don't have presents yet, it's time. And these presents are special because they're for you. I use my IBD Mom Holiday Gift Guide all year long. So maybe you didn't get that must-have gift on Christmas Day. No problem. There's still that gift guide there waiting for your loved one so that some gut-loving goodness can come your way all year long. If you didn't get it, maybe it's Valentine's Day or it's your birthday or it's Mother's Day. Or it's just because day, whatever the occasion. Keep that list all year long. To get your free and fabulous gift guide, go to karenhaley.com forward slash 2021. There have definitely been, I just noticed, a couple different links that I'm giving you today. No worries if you're driving in the car, if you're doing something that you can't get to them, just go to the show notes. Go to the show notes and you'll see all the links there. But to get the IBD Mom Holiday Gift Guide. It's about to go away for the year. Get it now. It's KarenHaley.com forward slash 2021. K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y. 
Okay, my friend, I have to let you know, no new episode next week. After 51 episodes this year, and thanks to you, that is thanks to you for listening, I'm taking a week off to spend with my family. If you still want your cheeky podcast fix, no worries, because I will be re-releasing our most popular episode of the year. Do you think you know which one it was? It could be even new to you. Maybe you haven't heard it yet. So stay tuned for that next week. And of course, you can always use the time to catch up on any episodes that you missed. Merry Christmas, dear one. Happy New Year to you. I will see you in 2022. Wow, 2022. I know that it's going to be the best year of the podcast yet. More mom-centered episodes, more guests with some really creative and innovative ways that they are finding remission for their clients and patients with Crohn's and colitis. Oh, juicy stuff. I can't wait until we meet again in 2022. I actually kind of, this is the first time I'm saying it out loud and I like the way that it sounds. I'm ready to put 2021 behind me. Until we meet again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy gut healing journey. Chat soon. Bye.